0: Get 60% off at com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Listen! Hello, and welcome to NBC, IGN's Nintendo podcast, Nintendo Voice Chat, for the week of August 27th. This week, we will be talking about Nintendo's newest Direct Mini Partner Showcase, some rumors about another Nintendo Switch model, I know, again, and a (laughs) a few other things, like Seth's First impressions. Actually, his review on Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Crystal, Crystal <laughs> Chronicles <laughs> remastered. It's the new word I just made up. But like hey, guys, how are you doing? It's game. It's Gamescom week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it busy. is Gamescom
2: week. Yes,
1: and we'll talk about that more soon. But first, what did you think about that Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase that surprised us all this morning? Ooh,
2: well, you first Seth. <laughs> this
0: morning i was uh doing my normal morning things that i do uh checking for deals and i see trending on twitter that there was a direct and i was like how did that slip completely under my radar and i started i got very Mm. excited i looked into it and i said oh this is why it went under my radar because i'm kind of not interested in most everything that (laughs) was announced today i'm not trying to be negative negative, but that is
2: Here's the thing, Seth, if you don't follow Nintendo, you know, with all your heart and every day, there's a rumor of a <laughs> Nintendo Direct every week, <laughs> right? and it is true about once a month. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, occasionally there's a big one, and most of the time there are these small, um, either indie ones or these partner mini partner showcases now that they're dropping, where it's like, the question I always have afterwards is like, why didn't you... Why didn't you just collect all these announcements and put them into one? You know, and you know yeah. maybe the reason is there are certain games that it's not clear yet whether they'll be on on time or what the release date is, and so they get up to the release week, and so they go, "Oh, we got to announce these things because this game is going to drop tomorrow," and so they just kind of pile up like that. But it's this one was such a weird mix. Um, Casey, yeah. did you watch it?
1: I did, and. Yeah, really weird. Not a lot. There's nothing really in here that made me go like, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" Like, I mean, the last one, people were disappointed, but at least they had there Shin Megami Tensei. Like, that's that was a big announcement that people Mm -hmm. have been waiting for. Even if it wasn't for you, some people could get excited. And is for this one, the only thing that was like, "Oh, I'll play that." Like, I guess Taiko No Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Looks like something I'm interested. Sign me in, up. It's, it's not. Those I mean, games like, are good. Yeah,
2: those games are really good. Yeah,
1: I like rhythm games. I like RPGs. I like monster collection Collecting like cool. It's got those things. I'm interested. I also did really like the original Puyo Puyo Tetris on the Switch. I actually reviewed it. I think I gave it an 8.7. So Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Okay, it's probably yeah. more Puyo Puyo Tetris, but it's something. <laughs> it's, it's twice but as much. It,
2: that, that's why I'm Casey, too. So, like, first of all, the Direct started, and I'm with two games in, I'm going, like, why didn't they just frame this and say, it's summer and music is in the air, and here are all the great rhythm games coming to the Switch. And then, that like, as right. I was thinking it, the third game is also a rhythm game, right? Like, they, yeah. they just did one after the other. They did um, Kingdom Hearts, and, like, Kingdom Hearts, there's always this, like, I feel a little bit of pain when a game like that gets announced, because where's the real one right like the main <laughs> games are not on switch but you're going yeah. relive your favorite memories and but like, oh,
1: pear i did yeah. guess this when we first heard about kingdom hearts oh. melody of memory and that there is going to be canon story brand new to yeah. the kingdom hearts series in this game so if you want to keep calling yourself a diehard kingdom hearts fan oh, you man. have to play so- this to know that that part of the story
2: Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, there's an awesome video of Jonathan trying to explain the story of kingdom hearts. And it's like, it's just so glorious because he can just do it by heart. And to me, it just does not make sense. But so we got, we got kingdom hearts. We've got fuser, which is actually really cool. The, the DJing game, right. Then we have Taiko no Tatsujin, the, um, you know, a Taiko drum master, which is also a really good game, but they're, but they're all kind of smaller things, um, you know, limited by them being rhythm games in my mind then we got okay. world of tanks blitz which world of tanks is a huge franchise obviously out there and it's always nice when switch gets free games but it's like these are kind of like the expected announcements you know a big rumble boxing creed champions like somebody took all the words related to the rocky movies mm-hmm. and boxing <laughs> put them into a box and scrambled them and spat that out it's like it's got rumble in there is it's, michael buffer gonna be mad i mean Like, what are Creed champions? Uh, Those
0: are from the, I think, the the follow-up movies. uh, Creed. Yeah,
2: Creed, which, thank
0: you. But (laughs) But I was going to say, Victor Drago, that's not his name. It's Ivan Drago that I remembered. Oh, that's right.
2: Adonis Creed fights Victor Drago in the sequel. So is Rocky a Creed champion? Is Drago a Creed champion? Anyway, it's nonsense titling. <laughs> it's like it's speaking of nonsense, tit- nonsense titling. We got the saga games coming um, as Final Fantasy Legend from Square, Kinda and like that one. So I was already a little irritated when I got to that one, and then they're showing these Game Boy games with an interface that has literally yeah. it looks like it was made for mobile with touchscreen D pads and buttons that they don't look like the Game Boy either. So it's not like this nostalgia play. It's just yeah. like I don't know. I was annoyed, and then you know. I got to Just Dance, which is a game I don't play because nobody wants to see Germans dance. You know. <laughs> um, but obviously, that's a humongous franchise, and that's got to be on Switch. And it's um, the
1: first Just Dance not coming out on the Wii. Oh, there no. You there you go. No it's done. out. And then oh, we got to gone. the
2: last game, and they they got me back because I love Puyo Puyo Tetris, and you know your your review was dead on. It's a great game. It's got a really funny story mode with a nonsense story, yeah, <laughs> and like and just the promise of another nonsense story with new powers in in Puyo Puyo Tetris too. I'm definitely there. That yeah, one I'm, that one is cool.
1: I think I'll definitely pick that one up for sure because like we just said like i had a lot of fun with the first one and i thought the story as nonsensical as it was was really fun and funny yeah but yeah i mean i this was, i guess obviously square right just just a bunch of square stuff ish yeah 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 anyway this was, was not a, bit, a yeah.
2: great this was not a great showcase it wasn't there, they, you could have told a story around this, like how did everybody become a Kree champion? No, you could have told a story around it with, <laughs> with the uh, you know the rhythm games and stuff, and like it mm-hmm. just kind of felt like a, a big jumble to me. And like, you know, every single game announced is, is interesting in its own right, and there'll be fans who like them.
1: Mm-hmm. Put
2: together, it is a collection of games you will not find a single person on the entire planet who will play them all exactly <laughs> and hey if you're listening to this and you're gonna play them all I want to hear from you email us at Nvc at com. yeah
1: yeah please let us know and one more detail from this that I wanted to point out before we move on is that the so the saga series originally came out in Japan totally unrelated to Final Fantasy but then when it released in the US uh, square mm-hmm. added changed the name to the Final Fantasy legend just to yep. make it easier to market yeah they, so it's done They did
2: that with a few titles yeah Yes. Second (laughs) and Setsu. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yes. The saga,
0: the first, the uh, Final Fantasy Legend game. When that was, I remember reading about it in in, in Nintendo Power and being obsessed with it because there's the monster class that Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. evolve by feeding them different meats, and there was like a spreadsheet in Nintendo Power, and I remember just pouring over it, just wanting this game so badly and never getting it. So Uh, I might pick this this up when it comes out in December which is a long ways away. but Honestly, you
1: know. I love that kind of stuff, Seth. The spreadsheets that tell you how to get this. Oh, yeah. It's oh like, yeah.
0: you know, Feed him this piece of chicken, and he'll turn into this kind of monster.
2: Look, for, for all the negativity, it's cool to see older games coming to the Switch, like, you know, classics. And, uh, you know, we're seeing now Game Boy games. I would hope for a little bit more care on how they're presented. You know, just obviously the Game Boy resolution is very different from the Switch widescreen. And so... Um, make the surrounding areas pretty and you can adjust uh, the the size of the game boy screen and and how it's um how it's displayed but still anyway this is yeah this is makai toshi saga so it's got retitled for um the western market into a final fantasy game
0: do we know who's doing the collection i know i think m2 did the castlevania collection and that's maybe the best like classic game collection on the switch i think it's just square
2: right is it just square they didn't like yeah okay outsource it and i'm assuming i honestly like i don't even know if the if they're out in uh, maybe they're already out on asia and mobile but i'm assuming this is a we'll see the exact same uh, release on android and ios oh boy because they have that they already built the freaking touchscreen control right yeah. yeah
1: but that's about all we have to say about the mini direct that happened on wednesday august 26th uh i guess let us know what you thought about that. And like Pear said, if you will actually be playing every single one of these <laughs> titles. Um, but we did hear some more rumors once again that another <laughs> Switch is going to launch, but specifically what? next year. I know, I feel like we've been talking about is there going to be a powered-up Switch, Switch like every yeah. couple of months for the past two years? And man, I am tired of speculating, but this one seems to have a little bit more clout. Um, I know... Mm-hmm. Well, Casey, the
2: rumor that a new console comes out is always true because it'll eventually be true right like there were definitely like (laughs) it's just what matters are the details and you guys remember like in the first year of the switch there were already rumors of an upgraded switch coming it was people people hearing about the slight hardware revision and then turning it into something that it was not a you know an actual hardware upgrade and then running with a story and it's like you can imagine those same people in like two years coming back saying hey i predicted this
1: yeah (laughs) you know
2: but it's that That's what's so important is like now the rumors are saying it's, uh, you know, 4K capability built in and all of that, which. Oh, I um, didn't know that. Which, Ooh. yeah, which is it will eventually be true, but it was not true <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. so. so this was mm-hmm. originally according to a report from Economic Daily News and Bloomberg actually backed up these reports that the new version of the switch will enter production later this year because the current production Uh, Companies are busy still making Switch lights and regular Switches and then will launch on retail in the first quarter of 2021. I've heard that Breath of the Wild 2 will be a launch title for it and it will come with a slew of more Nintendo games, which is why this year has been pretty, kind of, empty in comparison. That,
2: That seems, that I mean, so let's unpack that, right? is the suggestion that this is a hardware step up and the game is the 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 games are not compatible with the old ones like nintendo's done this ones really poorly with the new 3ds if you remember that right like you could release games that only worked with that one um if you didn't play your cards right and like that obviously didn't work for anybody and nobody cared um (laughs) and what is more likely to me is that this is an upgraded version of the Switch and it's the same approach that Microsoft is taking is that it's the PC model where they're developing games that are, or, or honestly, I mean, it's been the Xbox One X uh, model as well, right? Where your game runs on S and X and it just looks slightly better on X. I feel like that is the approach Nintendo's going to take where, you know, games that are updated to work with it can be upscaled to 4K or, you know, like maybe not running natively in 4k but um you know getting 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 there you know running at higher resolutions because remember a lot of games don't even run at 1080p on the yeah. nintendo switch yeah um so thinking... for 4k capabilities by the way your switch can output 4k video it, it there's no limitation to that it's processing the visuals hmm. <laughs> right
1: mm-hmm. well, what do you think seth what do you think of all of this
0: I mean, I think, yeah, absolutely, there's going to be a new Switch. I think it's just going to be like a mid-generation upgrade. It's going to be, you know, the, the top-loading NES of the Switch era. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I do agree. I do think, I think it will be similar to Xbox's model, as Pear said, or like the new 3DS, but maybe better. And I don't think Nintendo will make games for it that are exclusive to only this model, but maybe this model will enable ports of playstation xbox and pc games that aren't playable on the other switch what do you is that a completely out there uh speculation
2: (laughs) no it could be i mean that that was the idea behind the 3ds upgrade too is that a publisher could port something over and it, it didn't have to run on the old old hardware and would be um uh you know wouldn't be backwards compatible but obviously developers didn't do that because the the 3ds install base was just too attractive you didn't want to limit it to the smaller install and so i i I think that that could very definitely happen in the future because we are going to now get to the point where the ports are no longer going to be of xbox one and playstation 4 games like now developers are making ps5 and and series x games and it's going to be way harder to port those down um even even though they might still be supporting you know Xbox 1x and uh, and older hardware with them and so I think we're at this inflection point where yes I, I think there could be certain third-party games that don't run on the original switch if that were to come to pass and then I do think like the the screen on the switch is pretty nice but there's room for it to be improved it's a 720p screen it could become a 1080p screen right yeah. um, but but um we we, um, we just had an episode of our our uh, PC building show rigs. Did you guys watch it? I
1: haven't um, seen
2: it yet. Look at it how it's rigs with a Z because we're edgy. Um, but it's <laughs> like we're basically Dan and Stella got to spend seven thousand dollars on building a PC, <laughs> what? and they built no, and they and they built a PC. They both put in two graphics cards, top of the line graphics <laughs> cards, sixty-four gigs of RAM. So like big beefy machines, but still a lot of games. Like you know, take like Assassin's Creed Odyssey it would run at 40 frames per second in 4k and you can see the limitation there's some like i think it was stalker runs at like 20 frames in 4k so just the notion that somebody will take you know hardware shrink it to the size of a switch that can still support these little controllers on the side and make it natively run in 4k um get real right like they're
1: yeah
2: you you're getting closer to the to the 4k visuals but you know, We're talking about a tiny, very capable 1080p console.
0: See, My conspiracy theory, because I always have one, is mm-hmm. that uh, the next Switch upgrade won't be the console itself, but it'll be the Switch dock, and it'll work like those uh, external graphics cards mm-hmm. that you can buy for uh, like certain Alienware computers where all the basic graphical stuff is inside the dock itself. And I mm-hmm. support this conspiracy theory by the fact that it has been impossible to
2: get a first-party Nintendo Switch dock for like two years Ooh, now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and that is you, you know you can you know you can obviously boost power by daisy chaining hardware in some fashion, right? Yeah, especially so. with that
0: USB-C connection. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That'd and then really when cool. I'm
0: right, I'll eventually yeah. we'll be right. There will be a new Switch dock. no so you are
2: seth you will eventually be right because maybe in 12 years that will be the model of the switch yeah and it'll be computing supported look i I, i'm i'm excited for a hardware upgrade and i think you know at the very least there needs to be a step forward to put something new and exciting out in the market that retailers will want to put on their shelves remember shelves um, and then oh, yeah. make it easier to port some of the newer games that are coming out because that's going to end soon, right? Yeah.
1: So hmm. I would ask you both, what do you want to be included in the new Switch? But instead, I'm going to save that question for next week when we go back Ooh. to video because we got some viewer yaps answering that same exact question. But I don't want to do anyone a disservice by showing your yaps and then people not being able not to see showing your them. beautiful faces. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to wait until next week. But we do have a question block question from Kevin Ariola. Arola, if a warlock gave you the power to name the new model switch, what would you name it?
0: Ooh, why? Why does a warlock have to give me the power? Why can't I have uh, the power in myself? I would
2: name it Switch Four K.
1: That'd be the simplest, easiest communication.
2: Yeah. Although I, I will say that maybe we're putting too much focus on resolution. Like we run a lot of um, a lot of polls on IGN, kind of gauging the interests of our users. And like in a poll of asking frame, frame rate versus re- uh, resolution, I think it was 85% frame rate. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I doubt they would go with something as on the nose like that, especially if mainstream consumers don't really give a poop about 4K, 8K and all of that.
0: I mean, then the answer, my answer is uh, switch FPS. Oh, the switch smooth. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I like that too. The um, switch one twenty. It runs yeah. at one twenty hertz.
1: I'm gonna name it the. Hmm. Switch on.
2: Uh, oh, I like yeah. that. The switch. Oh, switch you.
1: <laughs> no, Seth, no, <laughs> not that. Uh, I I don't know. We have the switch light, which is like light switch, but backwards. I don't know. I was trying to think of something else that would be silly like that, but. <laughs> power yeah.
2: switch it'll be switch power oh cool
1: yeah um, you, that like, actually you like that, that? You I like like it yeah style? i like that one i'll make you one i'll make you the one. switch power Cool. thank you yeah. please yeah. do let's do that but um, i want one yeah i i would like one especially if it comes with a really cool all right we're gonna get a new monster hunter on the switch and there's gonna be a new switch power special edition monster hunter
2: so what is actually going to happen is that they will be able to port the last one over and you're going to get to play that again in case there we go i'm
1: i'm I'm, i would say i might but i know that'd be a lie because i have 800 hours in that game i'm not redoing it um (laughs) but those are about the those are the biggest stories of this week we do have some very small stories like um there's a new wonder boy announced and Mm. it's called wonder boy ashen monster world and it's led by the series creator. And a full reveal with gameplay is set to arrive later this week during the Gamescom Awesome Indie Showcase, which kicks nice. off at 10 a.m. Pacific on Saturday, August 29th, right here on IGN. Are either of you yeah. familiar with Wonderboy? Yes. I'm excited for this?
2: Yeah. I'm looking oh. forward to it. It's it's cool to have the original creators back.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. very neat. And, uh, you know, just for, for Gamescom, obviously... Um, yeah, if, if people have time hang out with us we're, we're starting we're kicking off with uh, Opening Night Live Jeff Keeley's show which has some really cool reveals in it um, some cool trailers um, of, of games that you have heard of and some you've never heard of and then we go uh, right into the next days we go into IGN programming we it was very, very complicated to get this done um, remotely uh, with this, this little pandemic out there, but I think we're, we've got a really cool program, I and mean, I'm actually really excited for the Indie Showcase. It was so jam-packed. We Initially, we were going to do 90 minutes. It's like two hours now, and it's, we had to turn, turn games away. We picked just the coolest stuff.
1: And uh, Is Tom the one who's hosting that one?
2: There'll be a virtual Tom.
1: A virtual Tom. You guys mm-hmm. got to see this virtual, Tom. It's pretty great. It's super creepy. But I know Tom will creepy. be around. It's,
0: yeah, it's Tom too.
2: headroom. <laughs> I like it. It is very creepy. It has, it has a little bow tie.
1: Seth <laughs> and I will be around on Saturday. And I'll that also be true. around on Thursday afternoon and Friday. So come yep. check out Gamescom on IGN.com, which is probably going on right now if you're listening to this on Thursday.
2: Yeah, yeah, what, what are you, do you doing? Bitter. Stop listening. Oh, a little bit <laughs> of German. Yeah.
0: The only Z- little bit of German that I know. Sehr gut, Herr Macy. <laughs> danke, danke.
1: But that is about it for news. There's really not a whole lot because it, we're saving it for Gamescom this weekend. But there are a lot of games out this week including oh Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition which Seth reviewed. Yep. And the review should be up right now if you are listening to this. And this is a game that Brian and I were excited for. I remember it fondly. It's Brian really likes it. Seth, you had a different take on Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered yeah. though. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Uh, I am sad to report and I know that people are going to be real mad at me. I do not like this game at all. In fact, I never want to play this game again. <laughs> oh,
2: <geez. laughs> that is... And is that Okay. Okay, so you got to tell us a little bit more about that. Is that because the port is bunk or is it it's... Is it the, I was, the game
0: hasn't aged well.
2: Like the, the game, game is again. definitely not aged well.
0: I was very excited to take this review on because I missed the game the first time around, and I, it was always one of those things. I was like, oh, I really wish I played that. It sounds exactly like a game that's totally in my wheelhouse: Final Fantasy mm-hmm. universe. You know, based on like that with a, the cutesy style it's like a dungeon crawler but it's got like it's a lighter dungeon crawler and it has some pretty novel sort of leveling not leveling up elements but it was something that i've been wanting to play and so i was like yeah okay i'll play it and it turns mm-hmm. out the game it did not age well at all and it is it has absolutely atrocious loading times to the point of being ridiculous where you'll take 15 to 20 seconds of loading then move your cart one space another 15 to 20 seconds of loading get into your little cutscene, which some like. Some of those cutscenes are like 10 seconds long. Then another 15, 20 seconds of loading, get back on the overworld map, go to your next location, 15 to 20 seconds of loading, get into where you're going, and it is just, it ruins any sort of rhythm that you're able to get into in the game. Um, the There's one, I can't remember the name of it, it's it's uh, a mansion level, and there are walls, or excuse me, there are rooms on outside of a courtyard and you have to go into each one of those rooms. And there's 15 to 20 seconds of loading to get into these rooms. And they're just, it's just one room. Like oh, there's not wow. like a whole like maze on the other side of this door. And you have to stand on a switch until the, uh, the, the symbol for the element that your chalice currently has comes up. The switch goes down. The door opens 15 to 20 seconds. Through. <sighs> kill. Sometimes one enemy on the other side. Wait for that symbol to come back through again. Fifteen to twenty seconds. Back oh. out in the courtyard. Do that for like nine rooms. It is, it is real rough. It is oh not God. fun so, at Seth, all. Uh,
1: your your full written review on IGN.com should be up around now.
2: Yes, God willing, what it did should you be. Give it a three. Well, he's torn, right uh, Oh, yeah. I see. You have th- you decided?
0: Th- three or a four, probably.
1: <laughs> You'll find <laughs> out yeah. on IGN.com. You'll find
0: out. Yeah, yeah. Keep it locked.
1: <laughs> Shout it oh, out in the man. comments below.
0: Yeah, That's people a are gonna bummer. be real, real mad, and I, I'm not like I, it doesn't bring me any joy to play right. a game that you know isn't fun. I know it's it's a it's a bummer for everybody involved, and I didn't. I just came off. I gave a, a Microsoft Flight Simulator a 10. I consider a masterpiece. As, like one of the my favorite games that I've ever p- experienced. And now I'm playing the game that I've rated lowest on IGN.com <laughs> for <sighs> multiple Aww. reasons. It just is not, it's was, not a fun game.
1: I was hoping to get Brian on, but Gamescom, super busy. I know that Brian really enjoyed the original one. I have really fond memories of the first one, but again, yeah. it was 2004, and I was playing briefly with friends. So. Yeah. But the original one did get a 7.6. Yes. But, so I don't know if, if you remember this game really fondly, like maybe you would still I think, think the same. <laughs>
0: yeah i think this is a game that if you remember it fondly you're gonna have fun like if you <sighs> have games have come so far <laughs> in 16 years and yes this is you know a lot of the things that we take for granted now have been ironed out like the loading times or uh the the kind of bo- like the battles are, are pretty repetitive they're yeah. not particularly fun sometimes they're extremely frustrating um I think I don't think it's a spoiler to say uh, if you die to the final boss, you have to go through two minutes of loading and unskippable cutscenes, And that's with mashing through the buttons to go through the dialogue. It takes two minutes from the from the time you die to the time you get back into the fight. And that is not fun. I know that was
1: that was a complaint about control is the safe points were a little bit too far away from the difficult points where you would perish.
0: Um. yeah that oh that's another thing if you you know the save points are generous in that if you do die at the last boss you you know you start up again you have to skip through the two minutes of loading and dialogue and that is with skipping through it it's two minutes it's more like five or six minutes if you let the dialogue play out Um, but if you leave the game and come back you have to do everything leading up to the boss battle again which involves answering a a bunch of questions um, fighting some pretty not terribly tough but strong minions that can take you down in like two hits it it's exhausting i'm sorry everybody who likes this game like you i hope you enjoy it but i definitely (laughs) don't enjoy it at all you
1: know
2: you you you
0: didn't make it you don't have to apologize (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a bummer and the lack of local co-op i think really really hurts it i think it would have been a lot better
1: local co-op on the on the same screen in the same console
0: right 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 yeah 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 like four four players on the same screen same console you know just sit yep. on the couch couch co-op it's not even an option
1: yeah
0: So, well
2: there's always diablo
1: <sighs> yep that's diablo. or you know
0: minecraft dungeons i reviewed that and i did i gave that a seven that is a very fun little lightweight dungeon crawler with you know it has a lot of potential it could have be, could have been better but yeah and diablo 3 on the switch is like chef kiss so awesome yeah, yeah.
1: and Luckily, there are other games out this week if Final Fantasy thank Crystal gosh. Chronicles Remastered Edition doesn't sound like your cup of tea. And thank you again, Tom Marks, for filling this out. As always, the first game is No Straight Roads out on the 25th for $40, and it is a music-based action game from the lead designer of Final Fantasy fifteen. That sounds crazy, right? That sounds pretty cool. I'm like clicking on this now. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Oh, the art is really stylistic and colorful and cool. Looks interesting. Um, there's also Jenny Leclou, Detective out on the 26th for twenty. <laughs> I thought that was a
2: typo. <laughs> I, no, no, I, I, I played it. I played it. What do you think? It's good. It, it honestly is good. It's um, It started as a Kickstarter um, a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it's a small team in Florida, actually. Um, mm. They did it as a Kickstarter. It was meant to be a return to kind of classic adventure games, you know, like kind of like the LucasArts style stuff. And that's what it is. It's like this really cute, but really well-designed, well-animated, voice acted story uh, about this uh, young girl who acts as a detective, and it breaks the, you know, the fourth wall all the time, and you have to, you have to kind of look at clues of a crime scene, and crime scenes are sometimes as simple as what did the uh, principal have for breakfast? And you have to look in the tie and see what the leftovers are. That's sort of <laughs> kind of like, you know, hidden object finding puzzle stuff and then um, drawing clues from them and putting together what happened. Um, it's it's really good. It's definitely, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a... It's a cool adventure game for girls, I think. It skews a little bit younger in the age group, mm-hmm. but like, it is so well made that even as a, as a grown-up, you can get something out of it. Really good art, cool. st- art style, uh, really nice switch port, runs smoothly and all of that. So uh, actually a really good
1: game. Cool. Thanks for the insight. Mm-hmm. And also out this week um, <gasps> is what? Hypnospace you-
0: Outlaw. I didn't even, like I just, it clicked in my head what that game is. Like everybody's like, you got to play this game. This game is you. And And now it's coming to Switch. I haven't played it yet because I'm an idiot who (laughs) doesn't listen to people's advice.
1: Well, Hypnospace Outlaw is out on the 27th for $20 and it's a game where you explore a retro computer desktop slash internet as basically an intercop, not an intercop, an internet cop. This is, uh, Tom really loves this game and he wanted to point out that you can play it with a mouse and keyboard on the Switch, which is... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. Why? Have you gotten a chance to play this pair?
2: No, but I want to. Now that I know that this game is Seth Macy, I want to play it. If you look at screens of this
0: game, you will understand why people tell me that this is Seth Macy, the
2: game. Oh, but, man. Uh, it is very Seth Macy.
1: Yeah, yeah I see it. Yeah, it looks- <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. like, oh, the aesthetic is Seth Macy. Yeah, because yeah. I
2: was
0: complaining one time. I was like, man, I wish we could go back to the, the, the web of the 1990s and just how pointlessly obtuse... But strangely compelling and attractive it was, and someone's like, "Why have you not played Hypnospace Outlaw, you idiot? You, there's a game that's describing exactly what you want. It, it, it has already been made. So go well, so check this, it out. There's a demo out, so I'll definitely play that one. Nice.
1: We'll come back next week when we talk about games we're playing.
0: I, anytime you want me on this show, it's like my favorite thing to be on NBC. Yay,
1: Seth. everyone's so nice. Uh-huh. Like
0: everyone, the hosts are great. The 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 the, the, the uh, Fan base is wonderful. Like, I, I just feel great. So,
1: yeah, honestly, I feel all of you guys at the um, Nintendo Voice Chat Podcast forums, Facebook, and all of our commenters, you guys are wonderful and super nice. Yeah. And thumbs up all around. But also out this week is Windbound on the 28th for $30. This game looks. Really cool. I pulled out a few quotes from our preview, which called it Survival with a Touch of Zelda. It is part survival game, part action adventure, and part procedural roguelike. And it's a bit like Raft and Wind Waker had a baby with a single player version of Rust. Wow. (laughs) It also looks really pretty. And you explore on a sailboat. And it looks, I don't know, man. It looks really cool. I want to play this game.
0: Yeah. The sailing parts of Wind Waker, I would sometimes just set sail. (laughs) <laughs> and I wouldn't even play the game. I just, out. yeah, you know, experience the weather and listen to the great sailing music and just feel relaxed.
1: But yeah. Hopefully I, I'll be able to play it and come back next week and talk about it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Do and it. also up this week, which was also shown off in the mini direct Wednesday morning is Captain Tsubasa rise of new champions for 60 bucks. It's a, it's based off of an anime about football or soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the manga series actually began in 1981 and actually popularized soccer in Japan. Oh wow!
2: Um, yeah, this is this is one of those series. Like I, I, am trying to remember what the last one was that I played. Whether it was on the GameCube or the GBA, but it's been, it's been a decade since we've seen a game in the series um, on a console. So it's it's cool to get it back. Like I remember playing it on the Super Famicom when I lived in Japan in like the early 90s. Um, they are like fat, they're basically arcadey, um, soccer games, uh, with like crazy anime style, animated yeah. finishing moves and all of yeah. that. It's, it's a really <laughs> fun series.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if you guys want to check it out. I hope I was hoping there's a demo, but I'm not sure. Oh, but we'll see. But yeah, the anime and manga are really highly acclaimed. So hopefully the game lives up to that. Cool. But Let's talk about some games that we are actually currently playing. Seth, you already talked about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Is there anything yeah. else you're talking? You're, you're playing?
0: Just non- Nintendo Flight Simulator.
2: Cool. Any child childhood dreams you want to ruin? I know. I
0: feel terrible <laughs> ruining people's childhood.
2: I was childhood so excited memories. for that,
1: Seth. I mean. You-
0: I'm the reviewer. I can't speak for you. I can only speak to my own experience. And my own experience was I didn't like it and I never want to play it again.
1: And that's completely valid and it's totally okay.
2: Thank you for validating my my opinion.
1: (laughs) Fair, what about (laughs) you? What are you playing?
2: Seth, you know what you should be playing is a short hike. Oh, really? Um, So, yeah, yeah. We talked uh, a little bit about it last week, but I hadn't played it yet, and uh, I've I've jumped into it. Janet recommended it too, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's this it's this cute little pixelated, almost PlayStation original PlayStation looking three D adventure game. It's kind of like a. It's a little bit like a Wind Waker without the sword combat. So it's like exploration. You're a bird. You can hover. You can learn to climb higher by getting more feathers and, and do little tasks. And you can grab a motorboat and drive around the ocean <laughs> and stuff. And it's like... As birds you can actually to do, yeah. It, and then visually, it is like that kind of 32-bit style but you can actually adjust it with a slider if you want to make it sharper too you can do that but it's got this cool aesthetic um it's great it's really charming really funny writing it's a you know it is literally a short hike and the whole premise of the game is that you want to make a phone call but the connection is really bad so you want to climb this mountain and so you get sidetracked by helping people and like collecting things and watering plants and turning them into little trampolines and stuff like that it's really cool Definitely, I've, uh, yeah.
1: I've only heard Gotta good, great things about it. I know Zach wanted to come on and talk about a short hike as well. So, I mean, it's, everyone just yeah. thumbs up all around. Too bad yeah. for Zach. Yeah.
2: It's. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool game, and then I'm also playing uh, Raji, an ancient epic. We talked a little bit about that. Um, Janet had only played a, a couple of minutes last time, so I played a little bit farther. It's uh, you know a game that's set in Indian, uh, use Indian mythology, music, storytelling, voice actors, all of that, um, which is kind of a rare sight and sound. Um, she had a couple of complaints with it uh, that that I, I, I can see um, the it's like imagine. It's Prince of Persia, basically, right? Like Mm -hmm. you navigate environments, you climb, you jump, you have to do, um, you know, be careful that you don't fall to your death. Um, And then there's (laughs) combat and you can jump off like pillars and walls in order to attack enemies. The difference is the, it is kind of like, almost played from the, not almost, it's played from the gods perspective, like the camera is zoomed out, so your character is very small on the screen, and all the sounds and everything is quiet too, because you're so far away, and then the gods will speak, and narrate over it, you know, kind of like what they're seeing once in a while, and then, um, it's really like, look wise, it looks really cool, the Switch version, runs well it has some rough edges like open areas it will chug but it's like generally Mm -hmm. it's a good looking game and it's just really unique in that we haven't seen many games set um you know in india like this and and using music and uh, you know all that from india um but it is um it is kind of like it's not as immediate and action focused as the modern prince of persia games you know, so like control wise, it's not quite there, but it's uh, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it and I'm going to keep playing it.
1: Okay, pretty good. Nice. Raji, yeah. an ancient epic. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not playing anything Nintendo. I, I think I, by the time the show comes out, I'll be playing Tell Me Why, because it is an adventure game that has access, I believe has accessibility controls so that you don't have to hold down buttons. So I will be able to play it easily. I'm going nice. to check that out Oops. when it comes out. Um, but let's move on to question block and answer right. some of your questions that you submitted to us through NBC at ijan.com or through our Nintendo Voice Chat Podcast forums on Facebook. This first one is from Clark from Cleveland. Hello and welcome. I was learning about Paper Mario and how it was created due to the system limitations of the N64, and it struck me, is that necessary creativity gone? It seems to me that in the past, developers were forced to get creative to make the games work within that console. This includes being forced to use the audio chips in the consoles that the consoles had. With consoles getting more and more powerful, do you think there is less of of a necessary? is there less of the necessary creativity today than there was in the past and has it had a negative impact thank you so much for the amazing show every week get the thing
2: oh, this is such a it's such a great question and honestly we can't quite answer it because i think in the end it's up to the individual and what they how they want to use that power they have now um to do new things but i'll, I'll give you an example right like they there are limitations of consoles that are related to memory and the size of the world that you can stream in, in and show to the audience at one point in time, or to the amount of characters you can um, display on the screen. And like those limitations go back all the way to the original uh, first-generation console, second-generation. Like if you think of Atari VCS, where you know games like Adventure were built where the maze was a sprite. So the makers of the console thought you were going to use sprites for enemies, and and then somebody is so smart, they use it for the actual maze and the levels themselves. And like that creativity, you know, like we marvel at it today and it and it ultimately meant that the games that figured out these tricks were the ones that stood out because they just weren't a lot of them. However, it can also hold your games back. And that's like with regard to how big an open world can be or how, you know, how, um how long the load times are between areas, and a developer may say, you know what, it, it takes too long to load in this next world, so we're not gonna do it like that. We're gonna chop up this game, or like a game like The Legend of Zelda, where the screen, uh, if you think of Link to the Past, like there's some scrolling, but you eventually get to an edge and the entire world will scroll over, and you, you know, the enemies that were there no longer follow you. Those are the limitations that make for creative solutions, but can also hurt the gameplay, right? Like if if you are able to use the limitations of the world against the enemies to cheese them, <laughs> you could argue that that's part of the charm and the creativity. But it means that you know something that there is a little bit of a break between what the creator would have ideally done and what you got. And so, yes, you know, games like Paper Mario owe their existence to the fact that it was too hard to do 3D characters back then. But I got to think that with the openness of the new consoles and with the power, I don't think developers are going to be any less creative. I think they will get the courage to do stuff like cell shading because it looks good and it speaks to their sensibilities and what they want to build. And so, yeah, Yeah, no, that's a wishy-washy answer. But it's like it really depends on the creative minds. And I do ultimately think that with an expanded canvas, you're going to get pretty pictures.
1: Yeah. And just as a really straightforward answer just as an example. I know uh, Hideki Kamiya who wanted to make Scalebound from Platinum Games had wanted to make that game for years and years and years and finally thought the power of the current gen consoles like the Xbox One would finally be able to handle what he wanted to do and he still couldn't make it because of the power. So I'm assuming there are developers out there that have these crazy awesome creative ideas and just don't have the the capability the technical yeah. capability to do yep. it just yet so I yeah. think it can go both ways in t- for sure
2: yeah Pikmin is a good example of a game you couldn't have done on Super NES with a 100 moving characters right yeah. Yeah. yeah one of my favorite absolute
0: favorite things in the world is like clever use of resources you know like people making a, a, a playable video game on a boot sector of a you know a five Mm -hmm. inch floppy disk. Like there's no room there and they just figured out. Um, I don't think that that creativity or that those limitations going away is going to hinder creativity. I think now instead of figuring out novel solutions to make a game fit, now they can use that creative energy to just like make the game better because, you know, they still have that creativity inside of them and they can, you know, it's, I think the limitations going away is going to make for just better games because you know, the sky's the limit.
2: There's a good example with cutscenes right? Nintendo used to do cutscenes with in game characters because uh the cartridges couldn't store all this f m v stuff and all the c g generated stuff that other studios were using and so in hindsight, there's actually much less of a break between a gameplay moment in a Nintendo game and a cutscene whereas like you go back to an old final fantasy r p g and it's like the characters look completely different, and like the yeah. the movie scenes now look very dated um by comparison, oh yeah because of that switch. But now we're at a point where developers have consoles where the in-game characters look so good, they don't even have to pre-render anymore, right? And so, like, it's not hampering their creativity. It's actually setting them free to not have to think of how to do storytelling uh, in, by pre-rendering everything. They can just use the game engine because it looks so good. Yeah.
1: And, this, yeah, thank you so much for that. Great question, good question.
0: Clark. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs>
1: And this next question is from Dalen Hubbard, and they ask, "What is the best generation of Pokemon?" Uh, So you can take this in very many different ways. Like, do you mean the generation of game or the actual generation of new Pokemon? And that is hard. That is a hard question. I'm taking it like that. What is your the best generation of new Pokemon? And I can't tell you. I can't tell you the (laughs) best one. What is it? The best Chicken generation
0: number. of Pokemon is the Pokemon generation that came out when you were 10 years old. That is the best generation of Pokemon. That... It's like the best mm. season of Saturday Night Live is the one that came out when you were in high school. There were no
2: Pokemon when I was
0: 10. Well, <laughs> there were no Pokemon when I was 10 either. It was like but, Raiders
2: uh, of the Lost Ark for the Atari VCS. Uh, That's what
1: we I think Generation 2 of Pokemon came out. Um, I actually have a, a list. Uh, I I can look at all of the sprites of every single Pokemon of every single generation because I'm playing uh, a Pokemon Dungeons and Dragons game, and we need to be able to oh, see that's awesome the sprites to like put them on roll twenty, and it's really cool. So
0: cool. But um,
1: Gen six is super small, so I'm not going to pick Gen six. I think Gen 4 is a lot of lot of lot of really good good favorites. Hmm.
2: I'm so like to me, the, nothing ever gets close to the original, you know. Like yeah. the what was it one one hundred fifty one, right? With Mew. Um, I don't know. Like I never had a con- yeah. I never had a connection to yeah, the, the original Pokemon one. after that generation. In the same way that I had to the originals, and like yeah, they got cooler and like bigger beasts and all of that, and you know, like made like our original legendaries look sad. <laughs> he zapped us and stuff but like yeah. i don't know like i just feel like the originals are so pure yeah. and so yeah. awesome and that's why you know way more of them will show up in games like smash brothers because that is the best that's generation true. what that's uh generation was x and y
1: um six
2: okay
0: well then you said six wasn't but i'm gonna say that one is because there's that swordy boy who you can catch and yeah. uh, evolve into it like, into two swords and i um, think that's really cool
1: uh, Hone Edge, Doublade, and yes! Ages, Ages Slash.
0: Yeah, I love, I love <laughs> my Ages Slash. I got to really find good. that. I have it that around is, somewhere.
1: Those are the most wanted Pokemon in my uh, Pokemon D&D campaign right now. People really want that. That Steel Because they're type.
0: awesome. It's a sword that becomes more swords it's, as it it's evolves. It's pretty cool. And they and have a really,
1: alive. really cool mechanic where they switch yeah. forms depending on the move that they use. It's really neat. So but good. We can talk about Pokemon more, and we can answer... <laughs> but that is, that is all the time we have. I was, I'm was i just started thinking about Pokemon, and now I'm like, I'm distracted. Oh no, too late. But that is about all for Nintendo Voice Chat this week. We hope you enjoyed listening. Don't worry, we will be back next week with video, as you have come to expect with a full cast, but hopefully uh, myself, Pear, and Seth, Kind of like held it down for you guys. Thank you so much for watching NPC, And remember, you can catch us every Thursday at 3 p.m. on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, this is the only place that you can
2: get the, get thing. the thing. Nice, Seth. I did it.